Hello and welcome to our worship for Sunday the 20th of June 2021. We open our worship with words from the psalmist. Psalm 107 and verses 1 to 3. Thanksgiving for deliverance from many troubles. O give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Amen. And so let us continue our worship by listening to and singing as we are able the hymn 628 from Singing the Faith Praise ye the Lord, tis good to raise your hearts and voices in his praise. Praise ye the Lord, tis good to raise and voices in his praise his nature and his works invite to make this duty a delight he formed the stars those heavenly flames he counts their numbers calls their names his wisdom's vast and knows no bound a deep where all our thoughts are drowned sing to the lord exalt him high who spreads his cloud all round the sky there he prepares the fruitful rain nor lets the drops descend in vain he makes the grass the hills adorn and clothes the smiling fields with corn the beasts with food his hands supply and the young ravens when they cry what is the creature's skill or force the sprightly man the warlike horse the nimble wit the active all are to mean delights for him. But saints are lovely in his sight, he views his children with delight. He says their hope, he knows 
feels their fear and looks and loves his image there. And so let us come together in prayer. Let us pray. God of our ups and downs, we come together in your name with concerns in our hearts and questions in our minds, with troubles in our lives and fears for the world. We come trusting that you share our concerns and hear our questions, embrace our troubles and know our fears. We come trusting that you never give up on us, that you never abandon us, never dismiss us. For you are a God of love, of peace and of power. You are our God. Amen. Eternal God, we praise and adore you for all that you are for being bigger than even our biggest questions, for caring more than we can fully comprehend. We praise and adore you for your strength and your silence, for your power and for your peace. We praise and adore you for being in control and yet not controlling for being in the storms and beyond them. We praise and adore you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We praise you forever. God of our questions and our struggles, when we too quickly mistake silence for indifference, forgive us and help us. When the voice of our own needs silences the voice of others, forgive us and help us. When we lose faith because things get tough, forgive us and help us. When we abandon others in their storm and watch safely from our shore, forgive us and help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, you do not let us sink when our faith is going under. You do not let our boats overturn when the seas of life get rough. You do not let our questions swamp us or our failures destroy us. Rather, you forgive us, you save us, you encourage, challenge and calm us. And for this we are thankful and in this we trust. Amen. And so let us remind ourselves again of that depth of the Father's love as we hear and sing as we are able that wonderful song how deep the father's love for us how vast beyond all measure
the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that He should give His only Son, and make a wretch His treasure. How great the pain of searing loss, the Father turns His face away, as wounds which mar the Chosen One, bring many sons to glory. sin upon his shoulders ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished his dying has brought me life I know that it is finished I will not boast in anything no gifts no power no wisdom but I will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Job, Job chapter 38, verses 1 to 11. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man, I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? 
On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed bounds for it and set bars and doors and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther and here shall your proud ways be stopped. Thanks be to God for his word for us. Amen. For our Gospel reading, we're going to watch a video that presents uh, this story, this wonderful story of Jesus calming the storm. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. As we reflect on Jesus calming the storm and his relationship with us in our difficulties, what better hymn to sing and to hear than will your anchor hold in the storms of life.
that wonderful hymn is, of course, primarily associated with seafarers of all sorts and has a particular affinity with the RNLI, the Royal National Lifeboat Institution. Those brave people, mainly volunteers, who set out to rescue those who have become imperiled. I suppose it therefore goes in hand in hand with that other great hymn, Eternal Father Strong to Save. The author of this hymn, Will You Anchor Hold, is Priscilla Owens. She was born in Baltimore, USA in 1829 of Scottish and Welsh blood. For over 50 years, Priscilla Owens was actively involved in work with Christian youths, and most of her songs were therefore composed for children. Will Your Anchor Hold was sung outside the door of the dying hymn writer Mary Fowler Maud, Thine Forever God of Love. She sent her singers the message, tell them that it, God's love, does not fail, it holds. The hymn suggests that personal stability can only come from the right foundations. It employs a seafaring analogy to make its point. It's not recorded whether or not the writer had in mind the gospel story from Mark that we've seen on the video, but it is entirely possible. In the passage, Mark gives to an everyday incident a sense of enacted prophecy. In a routine crossing of the Sea of Galilee, Jesus left the task of steering the boat safe to the other shore to those who had been fishermen on this very sea who would know the waters thoroughly and he trusted them so much that he got his head down for a rest. But the wind picked up. A heavy squall ensued, which were commonplace on the Sea of Galilee, probably what we would now describe as a catabatic wind, that is the wind coming down off the hills as the heat dissipated. They were generally fairly gentle, mild winds, but could become quite severe and so were unpredictable. And so this wind, this storm, this squall was causing the sea to overtop the boat and bailing out was needed. And so they awaken Jesus. Were they waking him so that he could help out with their work? Or maybe so that he could get himself into a safer position than lying on a board across the stern. The record shows a frustration that he had fallen asleep and that he could stay asleep through the storm. Do you not care that we are about to perish? Jesus doesn't give them a verbal answer. 
but rather assesses the situation, acts calmly and decisively, and commands the wind to be still. It was not what they had asked him to do, at least not in this version of Mark's Gospel. Matthew's version of the story has the disciples waking him with the words, save us. But Mark, which is the earlier source, seemingly simply has them frustrated and anguished. And he resolves their anguish by commanding the wind, <laughs> quite literally taking the wind out of their sails. But in this moment, he demonstrates his divine nature. He utters the words that become the chaos of nature. It is a reenactment of the word of God in creation. Listen to these words from Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earthless was form, formless and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome and it was so. So Jesus in calming the waters and sorry in calming the winds and therefore the waters is not only giving them immediate safety but is also demonstrating his very nature as the Son of God. As God Almighty brings order out of the chaos of the swirling mass of the cosmos in creation, so in this moment on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus is more than capable of settling the localised storm. Look then at his question to them, once the sea has been calmed. Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Notice he does not say, why were you afraid? Of course, a healthy respect for the forces of wind and rain of the created nature is a good thing. But why now? Having seen Jesus demonstrate who he is, why are they still afraid? He has shown 
that his nature is to be with them in the storm and to calm it when it becomes overwhelming. To sustain them in his grace and love for their purpose and calling. The passage from Job, whilst taken out of context, might sound like a rebuke for unfaithfulness, despite Job's constant claim of his knowledge of God's compassion to him, even in the face of his numerous adversities he had faced. This passage is actually a song of how God has been with him and all his creation throughout all of these tribulations and so connects with this gospel passage in reinforcing that assurance of the steadfast love of God which never ceases the experience too of the psalmist and so the last verse of that great hymn puts it thus Will your anchor hold by the heavenly shore when life's storms are past forevermore? And the chorus, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Saviour's love. Amen. And so let's hear and sing that lovely song, My Lighthouse. In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. my wrestling and in my doubts in my failures you won't walk out your great love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea whoa you are the peace in my troubled sea in the silence you won't let go questions your truth will hold your great love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea whoa you are the peace in my troubled sea my lighthouse my to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore. I won't feel what tomorrow brings, with each morning I'll rise and sing, my God's love will Peace. 
we come now to our time of prayer for others, our intercessions. As I'm sure you know, today is Father's Day. It's not a festival that we put much uh, credence by in our household. That's perfectly fine by me. I don't buy into the commercialism of its thoughts. But speaking of commercialism, I've been fascinated this year that in the plethora of marketing emails that I receive, there has been an opt-out opportunity in many of them for those relating to Father's Day, commenting and reflecting that people may not, for all sorts of reasons, want a reminder. It is also the Sunday in Refugee Week, and we will reflect both of these aspects in our prayers. Let us pray. We pray to God, whom scripture reveals to us as the perfect Father, praying for the peace of the world. We pray for all those who find the image of God as Father to be unhelpful, for those who have never known a human father, who are separated from their birth father and who have lived with another father figure. We pray for those whose relationship with their father or father figure is tarnished through behaviours which are difficult, painful or abusive. May they know that your parenthood is born out of perfect love, which drives out all fear. We pray too for all human fathers, those who delight in their children and model the love of Christ to them. Those who struggle to know how best to be a parent or are fearful of their responsibilities and those estranged from their children because of the failure of other relationships. May each know the permanence of your love for them and for all. We pray for all who are experiencing the storms of life, whether as a consequence of the Covid pandemic through poor health, economic impact, isolation or bereavement. We pray for those indirectly impacted too, through the postponement of medical treatment or the change of working circumstances. May they know the healing and calming nature of Christ. We pray for those who find themselves adrift in life, for those at the mercy of others, through war, conflict, racial or religious hatred, or the economic devastation of their lives. May they find their place of peace and security in the generosity of those who know and claim to know 
that your love is sufficient for all. We pray for the church throughout the world, called and equipped to mission and to serve by your grace. We pray especially for our Methodist conference, which opens during the week. For the incoming president, the Reverend Sonia Hicks, and vice president, Mrs. Barbara Easton, and all who were leading the worship and the work of conference. For those who will be gathering physically to enable the work to be undertaken, and those restricted to joining by virtual means. And we pray especially for the weight of the business agenda and the demanding decisions that must be made, seeking that they are made in the knowledge of your will and purpose. Give those representatives the courage, faith and stamina, and most of all the love to exercise their calling to serve the church in this way. We pray for those whose ordinations scheduled last year were finally ordained yesterday, and for those who we expect to be ordained next Sunday, giving thanks and our support especially to our friend Nicola Langton Miller. Lord, as you stilled the storm, and in so doing declared your Lordship, May we know that the peace that you commanded and the assurance of your grace is available to each of us by your name and for our sake. Amen. And we say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. And so we draw our worship towards its conclusion with the hymn, All My Hope on God is Founded.
and our closing prayer. God of our ups and downs, who recreates order out of the chaos of our minds, may we know you with us as we return to those places and situations that concern us. May we be transformed by the assurance of your love and filled with your grace, that having met with you, we may be recognised as your people in the world. And may the grace of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be with us in joy and in tribulation till our life's end. Amen. <laughs>